2022. Happy New Year for myself and Lewis. We're back. Taking care of business is bigger, better, better, fatter. We're bigger and badder. Oh uh, my God. Christmas. So we're back in the new year. Yeah. Anything changed from Christmas and uh, and now? Suits are tighter. Suits are tighter, yeah, definitely. I had a, um, a record of eating one sausage roll a day over the Christmas period. For breakfast. I'm well. paying for that now. So we've taken up uh, a new hobby in our old age, Peloton. Very good. If you haven't used Peloton before, Peloton's a very competitive biking, isn't it? Very yeah. competitive. Leaderboard on the side. You beat, you beat me a few times, haven't you? Every time. I'm you, con- you, you think I'm cheating, though? I'm convinced he's cheating. So we're back taking care of business, first one of 2022. And what we wanted to kick off and talk about is things we have learned from 2021, both in business and in personal. So I guess kick it off with you really firstly. What do you think, what have you learned from last year? Because so much happened last year. Yeah, I think the one thing I want to try and avoid in this subject, which I need to address, is just talk too much about COVID-19 and say how many people have talked about the pandemic and COVID-19 and X, Y, and Z. So I'm going to touch on it very quickly and then we're off it. COVID-19, best year in business we ever had. Yes. Best personal investment year we ever had. Depends who you ask and what what, what industry they're in. Um, but I think talking about our best year, I think the first thing that I've learned is when something bad happens in the world, it doesn't mean everything in the world has gone bad. Yeah. So the perfect example of that is if you talk about COVID, and it's the last time I'm going to say the word covid is um, real estate was the benefactor of the whole world situation. So e-commerce, so digital platforms like Deliveroo, uh, Uber Eats, Amazon, Apple, Apple, yeah, uh, they all benefit. And one of them was real estate. Yeah. So real estate, I think around the world, people have printed money. Um, there was more money printed than there's ever been in the history of of the world, to my knowledge. And the, the best way to describe it, there is like a cup. And once that cup gets full it then has to overflow. And where it's overflowed in the pandemic has been property. So property prices around the world have gone up um, and that has benefited most real estate companies in the UK, UAE, US. They've all, uh, you know, they've had a great time really in the state agency. It's been a great year. Uh, so much so, you know, it's doubled our previous best year, which has been quite quite incredible. But some of the things I've got some notes on here, some of the things I learned from last year was we expanded dramatically last year and actually left our comfort zone of real estate, which is, you know, we love real estate. It's all we've done since uh, we've left school. Um, we've, looked, we've ventured into new um, new fields that we've never done before. So last year we opened up new businesses in uh, recruitment, so helping people find uh, find jobs. So we're working with some of the biggest banks in the world, biggest tech companies in the UAE. Yeah. Uh, we've got uh, actual, um, not airports, what Air- airlines, huge airlines, airlines on board locally. So we, we entered into the recruitment so We're hiring pilots now. We're hiring pilots, we are. we are. Uh, we're hiring pilots, we're hiring flight attendants. So we opened a recruitment company, so we expanded last year. We also opened a holiday homes company, short-term lettings, um, which again, has come off two incredible months in January, uh, January this month so far, and December, where we have a lot of people come to the UAE for, for holiday homes. Um, and the last one was um, high maintenance. So we identified a huge gap last year in our, um, in our property management team where we believe we can get people's homes fixed. We can get them. Um, we are fixing them. We are fixing them, yeah, for cheaper prices. And, and I'm the biggest customer. You are the biggest, and he wants lots of freebies. So, Mate, my, my house, breaks. I moved into a new house in what would have been October. And the work that's had to be done on it, I mean, I had a third party company coming down 
just dealing with the wrong people. And then, you know, I'll give you a perfect example. I mean, our maintenance company versus everyone else's. When ours turn up, they're suited and booted. They're in professional gear. Not they, suits and ties. No, you know what I mean? They're in brand, the branded polos. They're not, they're not <laughs> turn up in three what, double breasted like this. Imagine that, would be cool. Um, and they turn up and they're dressed apart. They turn up with the correct tools, not like a plastic bag yeah. with the nails in. You get a digital receipt for your work. You pay digitally. We don't accept cash. And we're creating this whole process with them of real estate into the maintenance arm. And I think that from what I've seen, there is a massive gap for really good qualified engineers from a good company offering follow-up and professional services. So a big part of our business. So when I talked about expansion, what we have learned or what I've learned or what we've learned is that people looking to expand their business, if you have a business, or even you're thinking about starting a business this year and you want to expand, sometimes you can think too much and plan too much. And I see... I've come across people before where they have these big, long, elaborate business plans and they're planned for years and years and years in advance. Like think, forward forecast cash flows over five years. I've sat with these people and been like, what are you doing? Like, everything changes every six months, really, doesn't it? The whole world changes. There's some businesses that may require that, but for, for if you start on a business, sometimes act more, think less. And I think that's one thing we took last year is we've, opened, we've started three new businesses We've entered into industries we knew very little about, but we've actually got huge traction very quickly. But the fact we've acted so quickly and, and hired and we've moved quickly, we're actually going into 2022 with three really well-established businesses yeah, where the you know, home maintenance department has got just shy of 20 people working there now. Our recruitment team's just shy of 10 people. Uh, short-term lettings just shy of 10 people. So the real tangible business is already going into not even a year open. And I think that if you if you look at that, if you're looking in in business perspective, take us out of the equation, um, we've just worked with logic. So when we look at these businesses, let's just take recruitment as an example. We knew that we were hiring people. We've hired over, way over a thousand people, thousands probably people over, over the years, 14 years of being open, all the businesses that we've done. We knew how to hire. We knew there was a, a hole for hiring for companies and we knew we had the into these companies so setting it up was actually just a logical not to mention obviously there's so many people that left uae in 2020 with i can't use the word covid you said it covid and, and obviously was, at some point it was bound to rebound and lo and behold you know we are absolutely inundated with you know people not only expanding their operations or regrowing their operation to where it was pre-covid yeah. times but actually New businesses come into uh, to the country because it's never been so easy to set a business up. So the recruitment business for us, we're really excited about. What I love about recruitment, recruitment is when I look at businesses, I look at businesses that are uh, businesses that you always need, like oxygen. So for instance, if you said to me there, what are my key businesses that if I were to set up a new business that would guarantee me money, I'd open a nursery because you know you need, kids need schooling. I'd also open a death home. Death home. <laughs> a funeral parlor. A yes. funeral parlor. But those two businesses, no matter what, the life and death cycle is there. We're not going into all sorts and all sorts of I'm in. I am 100 percent you. One thing's for sure, everyone casket. needs a job and everyone needs a home. Exactly. And it's the same process. You know people need jobs, you know they need homes. It's the same things with anything hiring to homes to death to birth. We could open a, uh, a hospital with children. <laughs> all sorts of hospitals, all sorts of deaths, all sorts of jobs. Guaranteed business. No, let's, let's draw a line there. So, I mean, the point being with, with expansion is if you grow in your business this year, look at new things, just have a, an outline of what you want to achieve and how you're going to achieve it. But just do it. Do you know the, the last tip I would give on new businesses for anyone looking at a hiring business or growing? 
it's me and you are not experts in recruitment. And we're certainly not experts in maintenance. I can't no. even open <laughs> IKEA back. I can't put a thing on the wall. Georgia, my wife, uh, yesterday, uh, my son's like eight months old now, Harvey, and he's got a walker. And she went, Lewis, um, can you set the walker? And I just laughed. And I think she knows I can't do it. I'll do stuff like that now. 20 that. minutes later, Harvey's in the walker. Just, <laughs> I haven't done it. She's, I, oh, did you set it up, did you? But what I've learned from business is with these new businesses, hire like the best in the Experience. industry that you get to run your business. You look at our, our, our home maintenance. Yeah, we don't have a clue about maintenance. We set it up. But the person we've hired now has educated us. We know how to run a business. Yeah. This guy knows how to run a maintenance company. Same thing with short-term letters. Dylan that runs it understands short-term letters. We've built the platform and brought the stock to him. Every business we've got, even recruitment. Cameron is the expert in recruitment. Yeah. Um, and that's the tip I give to anyone running a business is that it comes some point where you don't have to be, also not just real estate, but the business we're in, we've hired the best. From a personal perspective, and moving away from expansion and the things we've learned from last year, one of the big things that I've learned, and I guess really it's kind of, gradually happened over time is not putting your life on hold for mm. covid so i said it again i know oh god give me a slap every time we get to say the words i've got i've got to slap yeah i'm gonna have to slap yeah ow um it's basically your life this isn't going anywhere we don't know what's going to happen so you know last year there were moments during my year where i thought oh i'm not going to go because it's on holiday because it's a hassle and i've got to do this yeah. this and that the reality is guys is that like as the, as the years go by and the months go by, who knows what's going to happen? What I would say is, go ahead, live your life as you would normally would whilst wearing masks and stuff like that. But don't think too much about oh, you know, I need to do this now. Otherwise, all of a sudden, two years have passed you have passed your life by, and you live in regret because you haven't done things you wanted to do. I mean, I, I feel guilty when I say it, but last year I had one of the best summers I've ever had. I went to. You've had more holidays than Santa Claus last uh, year. He only has one holiday, yeah, Santa. No, because he, he works Christmas. Three hundred and sixty-four days oh, holiday. Do so you do about the building the present. That takes that's yeah, got a day. He's elf to do that. <laughs> <laughs> so last year, I think I went to Spain in the summer, and I went to Marbella, and everyone was going, "Why are you going on holiday?" I went to go meet my friend in uh, uh, who brought his kids over, and everybody was saying to him, "Why are you going on holiday?" And I had the best time ever. And then uh, I went on holiday again, and, and I worked a couple of times. this conversation, oh, it's going to be closed, what are you going for? Same thing in uh, in Christmas. I, I went to London, a few people stayed here, and we've got a place in London. And I don't know what it is in the world, but and I do have a logic behind it. Everywhere in the press, everybody's very quick to say, like, in London, it's empty. So I put up something on my Instagram before, and, and I was in, uh, I was watching a show, in a Christmas show in, uh, in London called Jingle, Jingle Ball, I think it was amazing show and it was absolutely rammed and the next morning daily mail had put some on saying the west end is completely empty and they did the same thing with the trains and they were saying the trains and i was on this train and you could not move an inch and what i've learned about it is that people read the news and you are what you read i very rarely read the news because if you read it it's the most depressing story ever you have to do your life based on what you want to do. I mean, for me, my kids are getting older every year and every day. I'm getting older every year and every day. And I've made the decision that I'm just going to live my life like you. Like you. I'm yeah. just going to get on with it. People are going to have their opinions. But if I don't do that, I've lost that year. So to anyone watching this, that's the lesson I've learned. We've got, sadly, friends and family that are heavily influenced by the news. You know, naturally, you know, people see the news as a source of truth. But <laughs> unfortunately, with, with news outlets... Sometimes you may see things that are probably truthful, but they don't show the other the other side of the story. The other picture where things are actually happening. And 
I think the power of social media is a, a, a massive killer for people because whatever you post on socials is so easy to share on WhatsApp now, isn't it? Like you can get, you send me all the time, Stone Cold Steve Austin's best Stone Cold Stunner <laughs> from 1990. And, uh, you know, we send it to a football stuff and it's so easy to share that news. And I just think, wow, like whatever message the world wants to send out there or the press, it's very easy to put out there. So my, what I've learned from 2021 is... Try not to read too much. Educate yourself, but don't read. Just get on what you want to do. This this dovetails into a nice next point here, where again I've learned from last year. It's a huge downfall of mine is living in the moment. You know, I was very fortunate last year to go on holiday to some lovely places last year. But one of my problems I have is I find it very very hard to switch off. Yeah, very hard. Tell. I'm always connected to. I have to know what's going on all the time, or keep an eye. I can never not look at me. Do you know when I were you on holiday? the emails that come from you are relentless. Like, I know that you're at the place, like, you'll do a few days on holiday, and then I see me seated in, this needs to happen, this needs to happen. I'm like, go away, you're on holiday. Leave everyone <laughs> alone. Least, I've got my couple of days rest that I mean, I'm ready to go. Yeah. And it's just, it's terrible. It's a good thing because, you know, that's just who I am as a person. But you know, live in the moment, enjoy your moments you have this year. When you go on a holiday with your family or your friends or whatever, be there. Don't be present. Don't be connected to your phone. I'm terrible at that. I, I'm with people that I'm with, okay? And I love the people that I actually... And this is how mad the world is. I'm sitting around a table of my family and people that I love, but I'm watching a story of someone I've met once or never met eating a chicken. And I'm like, <laughs> what? And I'm sitting there, my family here, but I'm watching this guy and, and then another guy I've never actually met and wrap a present. I'm like, that's amazing. My family there. And that's how wild the world is, isn't it? It's, it's so switching up is massive. So living in the moment. Do you know one of the... Things that I picked for 2021 um, is uh, about education. I talked about educating yourself and uh, how you know you can better yourself or how you can watch going on in the world. And one of the things I've watched, if you look at the world, it is going at a pace I've never seen before, and it's changing. You know, if you go back four years ago, five years ago, Bitcoin wasn't on the, your general neighbours conversation. I think Shibu Coin has made someone a billionaire. That, put £5,000 into it and um, other cryptocurrencies out there. Crypto, NFTs, which we'll talk about in a minute, which is non-fungible token, yeah. which means that you can't transfer the ownership. I think that's something yeah, basically you own, you own, It's proof you own something. Correct. Um, NFTs and the metaverse. So the um, metaverse, someone offered me a digital villa the other day. Yeah, you can own land. So would you like to own some land? And I was like, wow. And what I've learned is that you need to understand, maybe something doesn't pick up, but if you're not really understanding what's going on in the world, you'll be left behind. And this goes on to what you've done recently. You've bought an NFT, you told me. Yeah, so uh, like everyone learns differently. And I think in the world we're in today, there's never been so much information and different ways to learn as well, whether it's, you know, everyone takes things in differently. You know, a lot of people like reading books. For me, you know, I, I prefer audio books. So I can do things whilst I'm listening to stuff. Football manager. Yeah, football manager. Um, but, you know, things like YouTube, books, uh, loads of resource online. And one of the things that, that really interested me was was NFTs and and, um, and, and crypto in general. And um, you know, who knows what the future like, uh, what, what will happen there. But I, I purchased an NFT last week, actually. Um, what was it? It was something called Board Bunny. Okay, and yeah. before we ask about Board Bunny, this is how wild the world is. Why are you influenced to buy Board Bunny? Do you know what? It, well, I've always been interested. And one of my goals this year was to, to learn more about NFTs and at least buy one. It was actually my, my original boss, I've seen it on his socials, yep. that he bought one, looked into it. I thought, do you know what? 
I'm going to speculate. I'm going to have a go, see what happens, keep hold of it. Something happens. But how mad is the world, by the way? You've been influenced by someone that you know. Yeah. That's it. And that's where I talk about you are what you read. Yeah. Like I saw it and I was like, oh, that's quite cool. Yeah. But I didn't fully understand still how NFTs work. So you bought the NFT. Give us a breakdown of what actually happened. So where, what website do you go on? How does it store? How do you know you've got it? Uh, OpenSea is the platform. So basically it's like, a, I guess like an eBay or yeah. Amazon sort of thing for, for, for NFTs. Got in there, purchased it. I'd purchased it above what the original price was because they'd already been relaunched a few days ago. Made the purchase with Ether, Ethereum, uh, and it got transferred into my wallet within 10 minutes. So what happens if, and you mean wallet, you mean like you've got a digital wallet where you keep your coins, everything like that. Okay, so question I've got for you is, what happens if I've just got a credit card or debit card? Can I go on there and buy that if you've got to buy it with crypto? With, it, with, with Ethereum, yes. That's wild. Yeah. So that probably eliminates 80% but you of can the world's buyers. buy Ethereum load Ethereum, buy Ethereum with your credit card, and then use Ethereum to buy your... I guess you've got to go on, though, and set a Binance account, hypothetically, or whatever it is, put the money into there to buy that. There that are platforms where world. you can buy the Ethereum and then buy it directly in FT. Very but, hard, though, isn't look, it, to buy an FT, do you know what I think? Not really, no. You just, I, I, Imagine me trying to buy this board bunny now. Do you know what, though? If you spent... T- this is the whole point of education. For me, the reason why I purchased it was, one, I was interested, but two, it was a way of me learning about how it works and the process. And if I actually went through and purchased something, it would help me understand a bit more about no, I entails. So I might not make any money, I might lose all of my money, but now I've gone through the steps and the process, I'm a practical learner yeah. and I'm having to do something. So, you know, I actually believe this will play some part in our future. May not, maybe not art. I think NFTs are a bit like crypto and not crypto as in like the, the crypto that we know, like the solid, um, the, the solid coins, talk about the newer coins, yeah. whether it is Yoshibu or your to the moon. Speculative. Or, yeah. What I mean by that is that is a lot of it is done on uh, PR purposes. Yeah. So a perfect example, I've seen one of Logan Paul had bought a, a, a bought an NFT and then flipped it. And I think he made $750,000, but he's got something stupid like 30 million followers. Yeah. So if he puts on this one, knows Logan Paul has owned this NFT, there is a value, intrinsic value behind that. Um, so I think that, you know, would, if Carl also bought that? No one's interested. <laughs> uh, oh, that, that's, that's a nice monkey. Or buy it for five pounds. <laughs> and I think that, that's, that, that's how I see um, NFTs working in the newer coins. If you've got the right person PRing it, I think that the value will dramatically go up. Do you know what's fascinating though? And we'll, we'll move on from NFTs, but my, our, my, our younger brother, yeah. his generation, 21, this is all they know. And the thing, every year that goes by, they'll be more used to this. And this will be normal Correct. versus for us when we're thinking, and we're dying how, yeah, how are we doing this? Yeah, yeah. How, you, you, so we're like our parents. You're saying you'll find it's difficult, but for someone that's his age, he's telling me the other day he's got stocks and shares in the S&P. And at 21, I had no clue. No, we this were, is normal. We were in Coliseum nightclub. We were uh, doing Bacardi Breezers. And uh, what else are we doing? Oh, we're doing things. What's the Black Snake? Is it a black snake? No, you had Skeletor. So Skeletor was, I don't know, it was a purple drink. It weren't good for it you inside. No. Green, green Goblin. The last one, what was the thick one called? The, the glass, it was thick glass. And it come in like, it was like a, it was like a whiskey glass and it was like lime green colour. I don't know. 2020. Um, 2020. 2020 was not good for that you. That was not good for your body. But um, I, I think, what, just summarising education, educate yourself more. I'm, I'm obsessed, obsessed with learning and knowing new things. It could be, 
I want to know a bit more about how our Google Workspace works for our business and how we can do different things. It could be about learning about a new project. It could be about learning about NFTs. I, I, I learned learn this more. from you. I mean, one of the things we set up the business is I, we, I used to call the IT man when he first started the business. <laughs> and I was like, Carl, don't know how to install the printer. Like, so there's no IT guy. Like, you would help me do it. And one thing that I learned, and this is what, what makes me laugh, when people message me and they have some basic, like, I don't know, how do I put the blue, how do I connect my Bluetooth speaker to this? I'm just like, just YouTube it. Just go and watch. What, what I ended up doing, I just send people links. Go watch this. Don't even talk to me about it. My mum's the same. She's terrible. She'll message me for, for bits and pieces. How do you do this? How do you do this? I'll just, just go straight away. Go on YouTube. Have a look. So with the world completely upside down and moving in the NFTs and metaverses, one thing that, that a lot of people are talking about, and some people are a little bit scared to talk about it, is cancel culture. Yeah. Cancel culture in 2021, 2020, has been a wild conversation that people have had. I've seen programs from the 90s be cancelled because they've said something that sounds out of term of 2021. And people, I mean, Molly May is a perfect example we'll talk about. I mean, it's quite a big thing at the moment where she's turned around on an interview and said, you get 24 hours to work in a day and, you know, make them their hours count. And the wild thing about that, there's, there's two sides to the world. I mean, I've seen Gary Vee say things like this and he's a hero for saying it. Yeah. She said it, and there's this massive thing at the moment where she is getting destroyed for it. What's your... Do you know what? It's two things here. One, there are too many people in the world that have opinions for opinion's sake. And for me, like, whether it's within families or whether it's within friends, whether it's a view on certain things, it's COVID or whatever, like, if you've got nothing good to say, just don't say it. But I'm not... You know, people talk about, oh, we've got freedom of speech. But the reality is with, with cancel culture, is when we talk about Molly May, she was slammed for a five second segment about everyone around 24 hours but technically it's true and you know well, it people, is true. people say well you know I've got to do kids in school and that, well that's not her fault it's just you know sharing a fact that it, that and my, my point is that too many people are having to be too careful about what they're saying these days and you know you, you were saying about a TV program made 30, 40 years ago yeah. people referring to the context there and it's like where is the world going with what about the cricketer? The cricketer that got, um, he got banned because of a tweet or a Facebook post he put on 15 years ago. I mean, there's got to be a level where you go, okay, the world is different from 15 years ago to today and someone says something stupid. Like going hunting for someone's history and what they've done, you know, it, it doesn't, the world is just, for me, the whole cancer, this is my theory on cancer culture. I think you should be able to say whatever the hell you want to say. Okay? Within, within reason. Within reason, okay. You should be allowed your opinion without losing your job. You should be allowed to say whatever you think you think you say without obviously being disrespectful. But if you've got an opinion, I don't believe your job or your career should be put online for saying something. And I just think that the way the world is today, this is how, this is how it snowballs. You say something, it gets hashtagged, it gets shared, it hits millions of people, and everyone gets an opinion on that opinion, and it becomes such a big thing in, 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 in the 90s or early 2000s, like, let's say MySpace, the first account I was using. If I'd put something on MySpace now, like, it's not going to hit 10 million people. You know, if it was in the newspapers, you get read for a day and forgotten. There's no way to actually share that bad news to 5 million of the people. But you, you makes you wonder why mental health and people, you know, saying they're suffering. It's because things like this, this young kid now, he's probably, you know, pulling their hair out because of, you know, so many people saying bad things. I just think, you know what? If you've got anything not anything nice to say, just don't say it. That's me personally. There's too many people in the world that are, that are, are too quick to say not very nice things, and 
You know, you got to think how's that how's that person feeling about stuff? Yeah. That's, that's my view. Um, there, there's loads of cancer culture we could talk about, but I just for me the the world is wild, overly sensitive. Unfortunately, that's wow, not, that's, that's, that's he's gone there. That's my my view on things. He, he has gone there. With no, the just uh, but maybe it's a generation thing. I don't know. It's a generation thing. But for me, I just think you know. I, me, I just get on with stuff. That's that's my view on things. I, I would say, ju- just to leave it on this, is that I think, and again, this is going to be very controversial. I'm going to say something, I'm just going to say it how, how I see it. A lot of people in the world that are not where they want to be, okay, and that will be, they're not in the house they want to be in, they have the career, what it may be. Instagram has played a part in that though, isn't it? Of course, Instagram is disgraceful for what it does for where, where you think that you should be. But a lot of people that are not where they want to be, and they do have the same hours. They can leave their job and go into a different job if they want to do. But they'll blame their family, their background, whatever it may be, rather than taking ownership for it. And I think that is what's happening is that in this world is people have this divine right at the moment that because it's, oh, poor me, poor me. And in the olden days, you say, get off your ass and go and do what you need to do. But people are too scared to say that. Yeah. That was one of the things my dad said to me when I come to Dubai. I was moaning about me, you actually. You were hurt a couple of years before, and I was like, my view was, I'm better than him, and you know, I, I deserve. I'm more experienced, and I deserve. And my dad said to me, pour me, pour me a drink. He said, if you want to go and do something, get off your ass, and get to Dubai with your brother. And that was for me. It was like, wow, a big real. I remember that. I, that one month, I had, I had a while, and I was 20, 20, I think I was, and I, I remember calling dad and saying, I've just made seventy thousand pounds this week. Yeah. And then obviously call you, and I don't know knock on effect that had to you at the time, but you can imagine that it is that, oh my God, I'm a senior valuer in England yeah. and I'm on 24,000 pounds. Sense of entitlement and thinking, well, you know, and the reality is that when you talk about you, what you've earned, no one knows or sees Lewis living in the most disgusting living environment where he was living above a Chinese restaurant, couldn't have any money to- Indian. Indian restaurant. Couldn't eat, couldn't have any money to-, to Big up chicken. Yeah. You had no money to eat. Yeah, it was a rough and, place. And, you know, didn't have very nice clothes at all. No one sees that, but they only see that side of things. But that, that was how you seen it. I mean, yeah. you, again, just going on to people making decisions in their lives, you were not happy that you'd heard me making that money and you were sent to entitlement on 24, 30K a year and you thought you deserved that. But 99% of people would have sat there and complained about it for the next 10 years. Yeah. You decided that actually, I'm going to go and do something about it. Yeah. And there are not, there's not enough people in the world today I use this as the perfect example of our little brother and him figure out what he wants to do and he's got this amazing career now in recruitment. When he first set up, he said, what is it you want to achieve? And I'm, I'm writing down some notes at the moment just for um, for uh, a potential like uh, guide for younger people in the generation and you know how we can help them move, move forward from the 18, 19, 20s. And I said, what is the motivation? If your motivation is money, okay, logically, go and join people that are making that type of money. I'd use it also as an awesome example. If I see adverts that someone can make half a million pounds a year, if I'm that hungry for money, I'm getting off my ass and to know where I'm going. I'm going to where the adverts advertise that money. And that's what people don't do enough of. Drive in where the money is or whatever their prospects are that they want, their goal that they want to achieve. Go and do it. Before we wrap up, goals and goal setting. We had a bit of a change in tack this year. Yeah. Um, with regards to goals, every year we have business plans, we have goals, we know things we want to achieve. And typically, years gone by, we've kind of had a 12-month view of what we want to do. So we want to lose X amount of weight, do this... Uh, Never this happened. <laughs> Never happened. We, should, we, we hit our goals if we said we want to put on a kg every uh, year. <laughs> one, one kilogram. Yeah. But, 
one of the big things we've done this year is through the business and also our, our own personal goals, we've took things in three month snippets. Yeah. Why, why have we done that? The world changes. I mean, the reality is, is that setting a goal, let's say if you want to lose 10 kg at the year, it's impossible to do. But because obviously holidays and family you can and lose friends. focus a little bit throughout the year. I think that same thing with KPIs. You give yourself daily, weekly, and monthly targets. It's easier to go. Oh, I'm off track. Pull myself back on track. Um, so having quarterly target is a massive, massive power. I don't think a yearly target works. So we've got so we've got plans for the first three months this year. Things we want to achieve, business and personal, but also how we're going to do that. So some some of the actions we need to take daily, weekly monthly to make sure we get there. And what we do is review every month, at the end of the quarter, if we've done it, there's a good chance we'll get towards our, to our yearly goals. So anyone that's watching this, you're thinking about this year at all and you want to make this year better than last year, look at things in three month three month cycles because if you do that and every three months you've accomplished your goals, guess what? But a really good year at the end. I mean, I gave you some controversial that we were talking about before and I said that I, there's the Kaizen theory where it, the, the goal is to get better each year and you said to me Lewis what's your goals for next year and I said to you openly Carl had an amazing year last year you know I bought properties you know one of the examples was uh, a property that I bought and sold and made a lot of money on it and I've done a few of those and the business is doing well and I said to you if I can do the same again next year but do it at 10% better and I do that for the next 10 years I am having the best life ever so for me I as a someone that is a classes having a successful period in my life, my goal is to do better than that. And that, I have KPIs, how much money I need to make, how much business needs to make, if I need to buy and sell properties, if I need to hire a certain amount of people, if I open new businesses, I have them KPIs in place. But my goal for this year is to do 10% better than last year. And if I do that, I'm exceptionally happy. And I guess one thing, just to wrap things up on it, is people expecting things and wanting things too quickly. Wild, I mean, I know people who who are friends with me that, you know, whether they see like the house that I, I live in or you live in or the house that our directors live in and they, oh, I want that. And he said to me, okay, well, these guys have been here 15 years and they've been on no basic salary and they've been through the stress and the strains. And I think that there's no such thing, and it's been said before, there's no such thing as an overnight millionaire. You know, even if you make a million pound in the UK and you get a check for it, you still got to pay half of it out. Yep. Um, and the, the, it's just a long process. The, my theory to getting wealthy is as simple as I wrap up with this. Find something you can make money in every single month, higher than the value that you, that, that you normally make, and do that every single month, year in, year out. Year, year. And, uh, trust me, in a few years, you'll be in a very good place why for investing that money along the way. Excellent. Guys, that is what we've learned from 2021 and going into 2022. We've got some amazing content over the next couple of weeks, some real cool guests for you to listen to. Please, as ever, can you uh, review, rate, subscribe to any of our platforms, if it's YouTube, Spotify, or Apple DM Podcasts. DM us. Yeah. Ask any questions ever. Thank you very much for listening and have a happy new year. Cheers, guys. Bye.